All right. This is the most ghetto podcast setup in the world. I'm holding it. <laughs> this is probably like a rock band microphone. I'm, I'm throwing the mic rock right ba- Rock band for the Wii, too. Off like, of you, know how, you know how rock band for Wii had like the <laughs> shittier equipment? It's exactly like a exactly little more plasticky, you know? Dude, I'm, I'm speaking into a mic that is hanging off a beer pong table right now. Yeah, in a basement, and we only figured out how to use the clamp like two months yes, ago. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. How were we doing it before? We were holding it was like it. upside. Down. Oh, dude. <laughs> or no, we we, we, were we, like, we like shoved it in between two cushions of a couch. That's exactly <laughs> what we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it worked. Right. And we had to use a we had to use a, a chopstick once to hold the mic in place you're because did, we didn't have a piece. You're to, damn right, we yeah. did. That was a cop. We 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 make things work. All right, regardless, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are fucking ladies. Gentlemen and, and non-binary folks, uh, folks spelled with an X, X instead of a K. Of course. Welcome back cool. to the Facts and Snacks podcast. Season two, It man. is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Nothing less. God bless all of you. And, uh, you know, just uh, take a deep breath. Enjoy your snack and uh, <laughs> so, speak, let us snack. spit the facts. Uh, this episode is definitely brought to you by Miss Vicky's. Let's go. Miss Vicky's never tasted so good. Mm. I never. I'm have, a big I, Miss, Miss Vicky's guy. I never have water when I do this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Fuck take a, We'll take an intermission. I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll You'll be all right. Yeah, I'm actually quite thirsty as well. My mouth and is. And we'll just, be right back. My, my, my <laughs> mouth is quite dry right now. Hopefully that doesn't interfere with the audio quality. You'll be okay. It is really annoying when you hear somebody with a very dry mouth speaking okay, uh, so in then, like a podcast. So then don't pause it and just go get us water. So that it's one continuous take and you can cut that out after. Yeah. It's also really bad that I'm talking about... Doesn't it really suck when you hear somebody with a dry throat while I have a dry throat? It's just like everybody's just going to notice it. You know what I mean? Go get... You know, like we're the, cut that out. Just go get us water. You know the manual breathing thing? Like you're, you're yeah, now you're breathing, breathing right manually? Now. Yeah. Yo, you realize your jaw's tight? <laughs> <laughs> my jaw's always tight. Relax your jaw. You know why my jaw's always tight, right? You're sucking too much cock, yeah. It's because I'm always grinding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, oh, man. I think right. I think we start season for, two off on a somber note. For, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't talk about this a lot. Not a lot of people know this about me, but I'm I'm actually always He's grinding. Always grinding. All right, for those who don't know, I'm actually always. I got a problem. Man. Don't I can't follow, I can't stop grinding. For those who don't follow Mateo's Instagram stories, <laughs> all we do is make fun of people who pretend to grind and work so hard. So he made a story, uh, just like up at nine a.m. Whatever, just like always grinding. That day, I am always grinding. Shut the fuck up. So that day, I so happened to see a different friend of ours, and uh, they were like, oh, how's Mateo doing? They're like, seems like he's been just doing a lot of work recently, and I just, I hit the floor. <laughs> I just was great. It seems like he's always, always grinding. grinding. Yeah, yeah, could be. You know, yeah, I'm always grinding, man. I saw my dentist the other day, because <laughs> uh, I'm grinding in my sleep. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, I mean, you might need braces, because you're grinding in your sleep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a big grinder, man. Your, your dentist hates you, but your accountant loves you, because... Yeah. You're, you're doing good work because I'm just yeah I can't keep up with these numbers. You stay right. grinding, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah man. So just so where, just where are you grinding right I've now? Been, like, I've been on, grinding. On grinder, uh, or, no, I'm or, or just so Tinder, a, like yeah. what, which, which app? So are you like you know I'm grinding? big on like passive income. You know I'm kind of a mastermind, right? You're so masturbator, I, yeah. Yeah, I found uh, there's this app called Grinder. It's a networking app uh, yeah. for you to meet other grinders, like people who grind. Interesting. I'm, I got the platinum subscription, dude. I've made a name for myself. There, Seriously, people know who I am. I believe that. People see my profile and they're like, damn. Yeah, I bet this guy grinds. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about. I've been putting. I've been putting the work, man. Every uh, every night, couple hours, grinding. 
So I don't grinding know. About, a, yeah, I don't, I've met a lot of grinders, man. I don't know about grinder, but all I know is that Tammy is the number one, <laughs> the <laughs> number, number one gay, gay dating, dating app on the App Store. <laughs> Speaking of our sponsors, <laughs> oh man, I got a lot to cut out this episode. <laughs> yes, right off the right off the bat, we're going to work. Um, yeah, for we're, those who don't know, grinding. We, we are we actually have a sponsor for our, the start of we season two. We do have a sponsor. Two. Am I going to read the script? Are you going to read this? Do we have the script? Did There's you send no it? Script. This is our this is our this is our guy. So. Yeah. Uh, Puffy, puffysprotein.com just launched his website. He's a personal trainer. He's actually a personal friend of mine. His name's Adam Gould. Uh, this guy, incredible human, uh, used to be 350 pounds. And uh, so, his, yeah, his little backstory, he was, saw his doctor and doctor said to him that he had uh, about two years left to live. And really? Yeah, uh, that, that he was diabetic and that he, he just simply needed to lose weight. Um, How heavy was he? He's 350 pounds. We'll, we'll is, have him on for an episode. We will. Yeah. Um, severely, severely obese. And this man just decided that he was going to take it into his own hands and just start losing weight. And I think it was over a year and a bit, he lost 150 pounds. And he dropped down Jeez. to 200 pounds. That is so, like 85% of me. Yeah. When, <laughs> I, when I met him, he was about 220. I think he's now down to 200. And he is just... Such an inspiration. Uh, so, yeah, and he now does personal training. He does meal plans. So uh, at Puffy's, puffysprotein.com uh, with promo code FACTSNACK10, and that's facts spelled with an X. Uh, so facts spelled with an X, snack spelled snack, C-K? Yeah, 10, uh, for 10% off uh, his entire store, all his meal plans, any of his uh, personal training as if well. You, if you've been looking to make the jump into fitness yeah. and meal planning – this is your calling. Seriously, like, there's no better Taking way. A run. There's no better way to like start getting, treat uh, like personal training from someone who has been there, right? Like the, he comes from your shoes. Like if you're out of shape, right? Like he 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 knows what it's like to be able to empathize with his clients, uh, to you know have to stop and curb cravings because you know he had them himself. So, yeah, yeah. Mad mad respects to Puffy out there. Yeah, shout out Puffy. Thanks for being a sponsor. Yeah, we love you. We'll have you on sometime soon for sure. Um, Thanks for not making the promo code something embarrassing to read, <laughs> <laughs> like you did initially. Yeah. We appreciate that. <laughs> something uh, tangential to uh, grinders grinding, you know? <laughs> something like that. Something that may or may not get us canceled. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all, we're getting canceled. We're getting canceled. With the way things are going, we're we're getting canceled at some point already. I need water at this point. Yeah. There's no way I can. My throat's about to get canceled, bro. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I will be right been back. Been canceled for moisture. Yeah, it's not going to cut, so people can just listen to me walking. <laughs> be right back. Birkin, good boy. What are your thoughts on the Russia-Ukraine conflict, bro? Russia-Ukraine are still in conflict. I'm on my way, bro. Give me 36 <laughs> hours. I'm booking a flight right now. Oh, good boy. Bro. We're gonna sort this out. Yo, let me talk to Putin. I, I don't know Man I told, up. I don't know if I told you about this. Uh, I, had a, I met a dude in Switzerland who was a special forces. Uh, who was special? <laughs> yeah, I met a dude with special forces uh, in the United States Army um, in Switzerland. And man, picking his brain. I'm was, actually special too. Was really fast. I know you're special, Ed. Yeah. Uh, big difference. Not that there's anything wrong with that for future listeners. As I'm getting canceled. Um, <laughs> but uh public education. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. We uh we support it. We support our troops too. Uh but no, it was it was fascinating to to learn about Go on. Birkin. Uh so we have a guest here now. <laughs> Taylor's dog Birkin. 
Birkin, what do you think about the current issue in, uh, in facing Russia and Ukraine? You gonna get his opinion on it? You know, we actually have uh, we have a guest here today. He's uh, an esteemed university graduate. He went to Bork University. <laughs> he graduated uh, honors roofing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you get it? <laughs> I get it. Uh, yeah. Roof? Boy, like rough? Yeah, I, get, I get it. Roof, roof. Buddy, buddy knows how to sit. He knows how to play. He can sit. He can eat. He can't really fetch. No, he's absolutely a shit But dog. he can warm your heart just by looking at you. Correct. He's a cutie. Birkin, what do you think about What do you think about it? He's a man of few words. <laughs> Birkin, speak. Very profound. Yeah, speak. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> You'll never believe it. I, I know we you just didn't have it, it on video. You couldn't see it. <laughs> but I'm telling You'll you, never believe I'm what just you. happened, guys. He Say just, it again. He opened his mouth and he's, the words just started flowing, you know? <laughs> Speaking from the heart. Um,. Yeah, so where were we? That's a good question. That's a good. That's a good place to pick up. I mean, look, we started. Where off, weren't you? You were everywhere. Yeah, I've been. I've been gone. Uh, I've been out of the country for the last better part of a year. Um, just been, I did South America for about five months. A um, couple different trips out there, and then was in Europe for about two and a half months. Uh, yeah. Birkin, hey, 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 now, now he speaks. Um, yeah, I took my mom to Italy, which was really special, and. Uh, then I did Croatia, France, and Switzerland, just to tie it all up. It was a real, it was a nice trip. What was your favorite spot? Um, Croatia was like probably the best week of my life. Um, for those who don't know, I was, I was on a trip called Yacht Week. Um, you can look them up. They're uh, an organization that just brings together both in Croatia and in Greece like hundreds of people at a time so on a, my trip there was 53 yachts uh 10 people per yacht plus two staff so there's like 600 and something people just island hopping um from starting in split we went to bowl uh or trogir bowl havar uh and viz and then back up to split yeah and yeah like just being able to to anchor and and tie together all 53 yachts and it just was a it's a massive party the entire time. Did you find yourself? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> not you not on that there, There's nothing to find. On, yeah. on that part. I agree. There, I there, agree. There, was nothing to, there was nothing to find on that part. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. The, the second half of my trip was, was, was much more relaxing. I actually was, uh, was supposed to hit Ibiza with, um, with uh, shout out my, I think it's my called boy Ibiza? Riley. Ibiza, yeah. Shout out my boy Riley, uh, DJ Shadlasky. Uh, we were gonna hit a beast together, but I, uh, I simply, I couldn't party anymore after after Yacht Week. You're all partied out. No, I, uh, I booked two days in Split for us to recover, and we slept for 16 hours on back to back days, and I just, I simply couldn't. Nice. Do it. No, uh, mad respects to Riley. I don't understand how he can party that hard. He also died on our trip. I, I really don't understand how he's alive. He, he fell down a 15 foot stone canal basically a ditch doesn't do it justice crazy story man yeah and uh it just ended up in the hospital um in a foreign country that oh it was a mess of didn't you have to take like a car to a ferry to okay. a car so okay I'll tell to the story. hospital was, or something it was three in the morning and we were some of the fewest few people left in the club and 
uh, me and Riley just went outside for a walk, as as you do, uh, to just go away from the club for a second and, and, and get some air. Yeah, get some and air. <laughs> just get some air. A deep breath of Thanks. fresh air. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, me and Riley both totally fine. We're walking shoulder to shoulder. And it's pretty pitch black outside. We're walking back towards the club. And I'm walking right next to him, and we're mid-conversation. And then he just, he, like, disappears. And I thought he was fucking with me. So I'm like, Riley? And I, f- I thought I was kidding around, so then I got a little more concerned. And I was like, Riley? And I turned my flashlight on, and I look over. I don't understand how we even got there. There was like a, a little patch of grass, and then grass turned into a this this ditch. And again, it's 15 feet down. I see his. It's feet. not like a ditch made of dirt. It's it, like so. A, it's underneath this bridge. It's like a stone canal. I. I it's really hard to. So explain. like the ground was not dirt. It was no, stone. No, it was stone. Yeah. And he fell face first into this like again canal you said and 15 feet 15 feet that's like like a like a story or two like yeah. a story and a half yeah and I, and I looked down and i see his feet and i screamed and i like this had nothing to do with the fact that he was drunk it could have been me if i was two feet over to the left yeah you were in pitch dark it yeah. was just pitch black yeah. and it again there was no sign there was no fence there was no nothing and yeah so I screamed and I tried to get down there and as I'm trying to like with flashlights on like there's other people like the bouncers have come they're they're trying to get down I actually ended up having to help help these huge bouncers out of this canal because it was so fucking I don't understand how we got in there but it was so tight it it was tight and high like it was it was slanted but again it's 15 feet so like you could kind of crawl out but we had to like help each other out it was really weird what um but I don't believe in miracles or angels or any of that until I met Georgia. So Georgia just so happened to be there. She ended up being Yacht Week management, actually. But she just so happened to be there when I screamed for help and has medical training. Like, I just don't know how she just was there. Just happened to be she there. She got down there yeah. faster than I did. Like, we both, I got down there, and she just was down there. And she was over him. And, like, we know, and I know my limited medical knowledge of, like, don't move a body when he's unconscious, right? You don't know yeah. if there could be spinal damage. Like, we're not sure. Yeah. Um, and he's just, there's a lot of blood, and he's unconscious. But... He's breathing. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's breathing. He's like snoring, right? I'm like, I'm like I take a deep breath. I'm like, okay, he's alive. And for about two minutes, he stayed unconscious. He wasn't breathing. Or sorry, he was breathing. And then he stopped breathing. And he stopped breathing. And, and I remember looking at him, and I was like, this is my dead friend. And uh, all these horrible thoughts came running into my head where I was like, I'm going to have to take his body, like fly him back home to Canada, like to his mom, and like sit through a funeral with it. Like it just was so real and like I'm stepping backwards because I, like, I just did, didn't know what to do and Georgia this saint she just knew how to like, I guess, like open his airways and she's like come on Riley I need to hear you breathe Riley come on Riley and she's like come on Riley and then we just saw this like tiny little breath come out of his chest and ooh, sorry I'm getting I'm getting choked up literally every time I tell this story like I get chills and I, I really choked up it was one of the most traumatizing experiences I've ever been in but um, he started breathing again and he Stayed unconscious for another about two minutes. How how long was he out for? Like a total of a total of so two minutes unconscious. Stop breathing for about forty five seconds, and then another two minutes unconscious. Yeah. And so he wakes up. He wakes up, and his mouth is like covered in blood, and he sees this beautiful woman, Georgia, just helping him, and he's confused, and he's like, "What?" And he just goes. You're really pretty. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yes, Riley. First and words out the yeah, gate. I immediately just hitting on her. I'm like, this is phenomenal. And then he's like, can, can I kiss you? And George is no. like, George is like, yeah, sure. 
lays a kiss on her covered in blood. I'm like, Georgia, you're a fucking He's hero. like, oh, I fell. Just exactly. there's this beautiful woman so, that just so happens to be here. He, uh, he tries to stand up and like immediately like just goes back down. And then I had to help the both of them. Like, oh, I need more love. So <laughs> I, I stand up. <laughs> uh, we, we, we get him up at this point and we get him out. And I was like, yeah, he's just kind of stood up on his own. And I was like, okay, that means no spinal damage. Like, no, like all the things we were really worried about, it wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, like, the, like wasn't a problem. Yeah. Somehow we got him out of this fucking canal. I remember being on all fours and him standing on my shoulders and me like hoisting him up. Yeah. But he got out. At this point, the ambulance was called. We waited 30 minutes for the ambulance to come. <laughs> you had to like snatch this guy like a, like a CrossFit. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Deadlift him and then shoulder press him. <laughs> I, had, like, I had to with momentum like to get him yeah. up in the air to yeah. then get caught by other people that were yeah. waiting to catch him. It was bad. Um so we're waiting for the ambulance, and the ambulance shows up. And keep in mind, Riley has no idea that he fell, okay? Yeah. So he thinks he's getting in trouble for doing drugs, and that, or that even if he fell, like, he's just like, oh, shit, like, uh, he was almost embarrassed. He didn't realize that he's, like, covered in blood and dirt. Like, he just yeah. like, was just really out of it. So at this point, we're getting in the ambulance, and I'm trying to, like, trying to keep him calm. And <laughs> he thinks he's getting in trouble for doing drugs, so he's just like, I'm going to run. And I'm like, no, Riley, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to run. You're going to stay right here. You're going to let these men take it. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, this is our way out. No, he literally just goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, guys, look, I'm a DJ, okay? I do this. I party. And I'm like, Riley, what? Like, sh- shut up, Riley. This is not. <laughs> I didn't know this happened. This is not. No with, idea yeah, bro, he literally is just like, I just, I'm a DJ. He just kept saying. All he could say to them was, I'm a DJ. I'm like, Riley, they don't care that you're a DJ. They don't care what you do for a living. He's like, look, I made it really hard to get to this point. All right. I'm like, that's Didn't she just look at him and say, look at your legs or like your No, because that like, would have freaked him out more, right? Like he like he was really kind of out of it still, right? Like, yeah, you think? Yeah. So Georgia was able to – Georgia, I mean, this was superstar. She was able to frame it as like, a, oh, Riley, I fell and now you have to – we have to go to the hospital to like take care of me. And then Riley goes – Oh, when you put it that way, okay. Like, I can't, right? Like, what? She just was spoke to him like the fifth grader that she needed to in the moment for yeah. him to get him to cooperate. Yeah. Um, but these ambulance drivers, okay, so we're in Croatia, okay? I didn't know much about Croatian men, but I learned that all these Croatian men are sexist as hell because the three people that these ambulance drivers should have been talking to was Yacht Week Management that was there, the Yacht Week medic that came, her name was Tara, really great, or Georgia, who was medical training and helped him. They are refusing to talk to any of these three women because they're women and they only want to talk to me. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. What are your credentials? Dude, I am the you got le- a dick. <laughs> least qualified person here to be speaking to about this right now. What the fuck? And okay, so these people, they speak like limited English, right? So if I come up to you like, what is the... What yeah, is this? Like, do- I, 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 doctor? I yeah. yeah so, <laughs> um, here's the thing. Riley, though, is trying to that's talk incredible. to them. That's, that's just Europe. Just, no, but listen. Riley's trying to talk to them. As if like he's one of these homeboys. He's like, yo, let me break it down for you. I'm like, Riley, they don't even know what that means. Okay, just be quiet. All he can say, look, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ. I do this. I'm like, Riley, please just. I can't. He's grinding. I can't tell him to that what he's actually in trouble for. I think me and him are are quite similar in a lot of ways, actually. So (laughs) eventually, I've got him to agree that we're going to the hospital at this point. And the ambulance drivers look at us and go, Yeah, we're not gonna. So we're on an island, by the way. We're on Bull. So we have to take an ambulance. Bull. Bull. B-O-L. So an ambulance to a ferry, it ended up being a speedboat, to a different ambulance then to the split hospital. And the ambulance wow. drivers... Go, the, the logistics of... I know. It was bad. It's at three in the morning. Solving an emergency. So yeah. he's, they say to us, we're not going to take him to the ferry. I said, why? And he goes, we're not a taxi. And I'm like, 
But, what? Excuse me? I'm like, dude, that is your job. Like, your job is to take sick people to and from the hospital. He's like, I'm not wait, a taxi. This is, wait. This is the ambulance driver. The ambulance driver. Who's telling me then that it's is, not his what job? Is he, then what does he do? What but is his job? You you tell me, bro. What I, is his job? I'm ready to fight this. His, jo- his job, if that's not his job, then his only job is to tell people that that's not his job. Exactly. Because <laughs> what, what else are you called for? <laughs> no. So he, all the the three females are freaking out at this point. I'm like, you're fucking taking it. And he's like, look, I can't speak to any of you. <laughs> it just, it was so bad. Why are these children yelling yeah, at literally. me? Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> Eventually, I got Riley to convince him we're going to this. We're going to the ambulance. I convinced the ambulance drivers to do his fucking job and take us to the damn ferry. <laughs> Chad, ambulance driver, does not acknowledge women. No. Doesn't even drive an ambulance. No. <laughs> so he goes, "We're the only one ambulance for the whole island, so like, we have to like stay available." I'm like, "Stay available to do what? Like, what is your job then? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't get it." Besides the point, he again, they didn't clean Riley up. Like he's still covered in blood and mud, and like they didn't help him at all. He's like dripping blood. I'm grabbing bandages from them and like doing shit. It was bad. Uh, so now you we're wait- punked. This is nah, like this, a- this is real, brother. We're we're waiting because <laughs> I was gonna say that that ambulance driver deserves like a deserves like an award <laughs> for being such an asshole. <laughs> so we're we're in the ambulance, and at this point, Riley, excuse me, ladies, it's just me and him, and he's looking at me, and he goes, "Yo." He goes, just, just give me a bump. I'm like, Riley, I can't. I'm not giving you a bump right now. And I'm like, he's just like, dude, please. I'm like, you have brain damage? Like, I've, I can't look at you. And I'm like, we're all out. We can't. There's no way. It's a good thing. Obviously, I wasn't going to, but it's a good thing I didn't. Because at this point, he was seemingly okay. He didn't remember the fall, but everything was okay. And at this point, Yacht Week is like, okay, we're going to leave you on your own to go to the hospital and, and yeah. like take, get taken care of. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of bullshit. Like, why can't your medic come with us? There's a picture of the medic asleep. In the, in the back of the ambulance with Riley giving the middle finger. It's a great picture. Um, nice. But we now get to this speedboat, and we see another ambulance. I'm like, okay, there's a couple fast. ambulances on this fucking uh, thing. This guy lied to me. Um, there's one other dude who got jumped by, like, six guys, and that he's just – his face is mangled. Yeah. I'm like, all right. This, at, what, at what point in this night did you call me, by the way? Because it was, like, four I'll, in the I'll morning. Get there. I'll get there. I can't I'll remember. Get there. I'll get okay, there. Yeah, we'll, so we'll wait. Get there. It's, it, I'm now on the speedboat, and it's just me and him. Yacht Week's left us, and now Riley's memory starts to go. And he starts, he doesn't remember that we're on Yacht Week. He doesn't know that we're in Croatia. He doesn't know that Croatia is a country. Uh, he thinks we're in an Uber back to his place in Stoville. Like, he just is, he couldn't tell me his it's best a, friend's name. Water Uber. Yeah, no. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, do you feel that rocking we're right just, now, bro? Yeah, we're just crossing the river to Stoville. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep it together, and I can see him starting to freak out because he's realizing that he is not remembering shit. And. He looks at me and he's like getting scared. And I'm like, hey, it's okay, man. Like he remembered me the whole time, which is good. But I would just, you know, stayed a rock for him. Um, and then we get to this ambulance uh, and they take us from the ambulance to the hospital. We're in the hospital now and they're trying to separate us. And Riley's freaking out. He goes, no, look, I need my friend, right? And I'm like, I need to stay with him. He doesn't remember anything. So here's where this foreign Why are they separating you? Was it a COVID thing? No, they were just like, he needs to go in for treatment, like to do cat scan, whatever, and you need to wait in the waiting room. And I'm like, no, I need to stay with my friend. So here's the thing. He kept telling them that he said, I never fell and I was never unconscious. And I'm like, he was unconscious for four and a half minutes and and for five minutes and stopped breathing. He needs a cat scan right now. Okay, hold on. Why? Did you ever ask him later why he said this? Dude, he doesn't remember falling. He's still like that oh. memory is wiped from his head. Yeah. So when the hospital asked him, bro, like what happened? So like, get he was off like, my yeah. case, man. Exactly. He was like, I'm fine. He just like his whole thing was he kept like he's like I don't want to ruin the night, right? Like I don't want to yeah. like I'm like, bro, the night's ruined. Like we wow. <laughs> we're here. That's we, a man. He respects the vibe. He does. Yeah. He, he he he's a DJ. This guy's right? he's for the boys. He's a yeah. DJ. This guy. In case you didn't know, this guy is the vibe. <laughs> 
But so no, so the hospital is believing him and not me, and I'm freaking out, and I'm yelling at these people, and I now security's coming. You, it's a good thing you weren't a woman, dude. Security's coming, and I, I'm nurses. They're trying to throw me out of the hospital. I'm getting really fucking animated. I'm like, you guys need to listen to me. Get him a fucking cat scan now. This is a joke. <laughs> it was really bad. Keep in mind, his phone is dead, and my phone's at twenty percent. And uh, we're in Croatia. Been jokes if Riley was like. Yo, did you like hit your head or something? What's wrong with you? <laughs> are you are you stupid, bro? Dude, we're in Stouffville right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're not in the hospital. So no, so I'm like, I need an iPhone charger. So I've went and asked every single nurse in the hospital for an iPhone charger, and they all look at me like I'm some asshole that I'm some rich asshole that has an iPhone because none of them have fucking iPhones. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't know you guys get paid shit out here for for, for all your healthcare. It was bad. So phones dying. I'm trying to stay in touch with Yacht Week at the same time as I had to call you. I was freaking out. Yeah. Um, so I called you, Aww. and I'm like, yeah, I was like, fuck you. Um, I'm I'm not in a good place, and I'm like, Riley, I'm like seriously worried that he has brain damage. Like, he, he took a disgusting fall. Um, at this point, Yacht Week has sent someone, like the account manager for Croatia, with an iPhone charger, and I'm like, okay, great. Like, get here as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, her name was Dora. Shout out Dora. 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 Dora ended up being the best, and she was an explorer for sure. Um, so she got there about 10 a.m. She with the backpack. She came in about 10 a.m. My phone is at 1% when she actually showed up. It was like a scene from a movie. She came running with an iPhone charger. And the second that I saw her... Um, oh, sorry. Before she came, I forgot this part. We finally go to get him stitches because he's, he's bloodied up, right? He needed nine stitches on his face. In front of the stitching doctor, he got cleared by, by, cats, by neurology. They didn't give him a CAT scan. They're like, oh, he never fell. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So we're in front of the stitching doctor, and I'm explaining to him that you need to take me seriously and stop listening to him, that this man, he could have brain bleed. We, we have no idea. The stitching doctor goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Riley just looks at the both of us, and he grabs a bedpan, and he throws up blood and, oh. lo- and looks up at us. And the oh. stitching doctor looks at me and goes, yeah, maybe we should get him a CAT scan. And I'm like, thank God. we Does got- the doctor speak English? Yeah, this dude okay. spoke a little bit of English, but... None of the nurses were really were really tough with with English. It was just it was a nightmare. Um, finally, we're getting him a CAT scan at this point, and Dora comes. I'm like, thank God, Dora, advocate for my friend here, make sure he's getting the right care that he needs. But she sees me, and she's like, hey, you know, like she goes, what's going on? Like, are you okay? So and to see you. Dude, as like, soon as I saw her, I just I broke down because like I was holding it together for the last however long. I'm like, I got to be a rock for Riley. And at this point, we were away from each other, so I just. I was like telling her the story and I was just fucking, I was a mess. Oh, it was not, it was, I was not fun. Yeah. Um, wow. But that somehow after the cat scan, Riley came out and his memory was back. He remembered basically everything except the fall. He remembered that we were on Yacht Week. He remembered all the shit and he got all stitched up. Like he looked like a different person six hours from six hours before. And yeah, like they, he got cleared by neurology. He didn't have travel insurance because he's Riley and would not have travel insurance. I guess how much a CAT scan, like an MRI, all the shit that he got, how much do you think it would cost? In Croatia? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't even know. So in America, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was $400. Come I, on. I was like, what? $400. $400. Like four, it came out to four hundred Canadian, Canadian dollars, yeah. 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 Whatever, so in, like 2000, 2000 Kuna. Kuna. Yeah. yeah. So I think I, when I went in 2019, it was exactly one-fifth of the Canadian dollar. It was 20 cents. Or, yeah, two hundred kuna. Yeah, one kuna well, two, was five. Five, sorry, twenty Canadian cents would have been one kuna. Yeah, two hundred kunas, sixty bucks. So yeah, yeah, that equates to that. Um, Somewhat, kind of. No, thirty bucks. My bad. Something like that. 
Yeah, one to six. It's one to six. It's one to six now. Yeah. Uh, besides the point, we got in the care that needed, and we get back to the yachts at this point, and like we got we got ferried out to another fucking. I took a ferry to an island, and then I picked up from a yacht from the island. It was just was a fucking nightmare. But we get yeah. back, and yeah. we we're on no sleep, like literally none. And immediately, Riley's like, "Yeah, I'm good to go. Like, I'm okay. You gotta promise me no drugs, no alcohol for at least 24 hours." And he did. Um, but that night, 24 hours. 24 hours, eh? hours wow. Yeah. At that night, he that's some, that's some dedication. Listen, after he, after a fall like that, twenty four hours. He DJ'd an after party at four in the morning oh, on the yacht no. that night, which does led. This man, does he at least have like tinnitus or dude, something? He, Nothing. It led to the greatest. Nothing. The greatest Instagram story, which I captioned him doing this with the caption "head banging." Because, oh man, come on, that was pretty great. Um, yeah, but yeah, shout out Riley. I, I just truly don't know how you're here at this point. That's crazy. But no, and then throughout the rest of the trip, like he like was definitely concussed. He he got diagnosed with a major concussion. I kept giving him Percocets, um, like a couple of them to to help with his pain. But man, he just would look at me sometimes, and I could tell that he was not just not all there. <laughs> He's just a little out there, <laughs> just yeah. a little off. And then okay, so this was the, the whole point of the story was so we're in, we're in the split at the end of y'all week, and I'm I'm beat. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry, I can't party anymore. And it was the last night of y'all week. The club closed at five a.m. It's sorry, close to five thirty. It's five a.m. and I'm like, yo, this this club sucks. The music shit. Like, let's just let's head out, bro. Various parts of this bo- this man's body split. Split. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Riley, like, let's head out. And it's five a.m. and we get back to our place. And he looks at me and goes, I just want to let you know, I've never in my life before left a club early. And I'm like, what? And he goes, like, it closed at five thirty. Like, we should have stayed till. F-. I was like, dude, everyone else is like at this point, you've gone home. A, a grave offense. He said to me, he, by goes, death. he goes, in Ibiza, I hope you know, we're staying until close every fucking night. He goes, we're going to get in line at 6 p.m. for some nights for close. We will not be leaving until 8 a.m. Th- th- 14 hours later. And I looked at him and I was like, all right, bro, you have a great trip. I, I can't, I, physically, my body is like, I cannot do it. And yeah, I sent him alone. Or he, he met up with a friend named Oscar. But I, I, had, I just went to France and recovered and slept for like a week. Man, when you call me that night. I remember I was up for some reason. Either that or I... Either I was up in the middle of the night because it was that period of time during this year where the protein shakes started disagreeing with my stomach and I was up at four every morning, yeah. but I kept on trying for like a week. One of the worst weeks of my life. <laughs> or it was... Uh, I was going to bed extremely late for some reason because it was like a weekday. Yeah. It wasn't a weekend. It was, it was Tuesday. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I don't know week. why I was up. Or it was the one night where I didn't... Put my phone on airplane mode. Maybe. Something like you that. You put your phone on airplane mode to when go to I bed? When I sleep, yeah. That's a fuck you and a half. Why? Airplane mode. Why? That's a that's a you cannot reach me no matter under any circumstances. Don't talk to me. Like I put my phone on do not disturb, but people know that like call me twice, it'll go through in case of emergency. Not like do not disturb <laughs> You're a fucking scumbag. Why? <laughs> what do you mean why? What if your friend needs you? I'm sure he has another friend that your friend is lying airplane. in a ditch. Airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you're just going you know, just statistically, you're gonna find another friend. Yeah, so you just that. never want to be the friend that's relied upon. I just value sleep. Yeah, you just you just never want to be the friend that's relied upon. That's not true. You, know, you can rely upon me. Uh, apparently, I can't now between the hours of really ten and eight. We well, wouldn't have made it on this fucking trip if it weren't for that that last minute flight that I had uh, had uh, had brought you to when you forgot your bag. And we took the 407 both ways, and I bought you Tim's along the way. That was to Ecuador. That was to Ecuador. Oh, so a yeah. different trip. Doesn't count. Different right. trip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
No, you're a real piece no, of you work. No, you can be relied upon in the middle of the day. You can't re- yeah. be relied yeah. upon at night. Okay, I got hours. So I'm, on, I'm on shift. <laughs> yeah. My friendship is I houred, all right? That's right. You're paying for this That's shit. That's REM sleep, bro. <laughs> Liver King said, you need at least three, I don't know. So between what hours are you on airplane mode? Uh, starting between 11 and 12.30, ending between 6.30 and... 7.30. All right. It's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I haven't had it on for the past couple of weeks. I haven't turned on airplane mode while I see it for the past couple of weeks. I don't know why. Now that I think about it, I, I realize I haven't turned it yeah, on. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe I should. No, you shouldn't. Just put it on Do, do Not Disturb. EMFs, man. Just put it on Do Not Disturb. Yeah, I don't like Do Not Disturb. Why? Because it's like... Like, it, I've never received i've never like i always call through do not disturb i don't care if it's important or not important <laughs> if i want to talk to you i just call you <laughs> you could be you sleeping de- i don't care yeah. about your wait, rem wait, wait, sleep wait, wait. i you- care about my rem sleep yeah no facts 100 because if you turn it on you clearly don't care about it enough right like if, if you're just do not disturb not airplane <laughs> no mode. no one <laughs> goes as far as putting it on airplane I just, mode i just don't have empathy. That's my thing. That, okay? So that's yeah. now we've come down to the yeah, bottom. Yeah. <laughs> we're figuring it out. Yeah, this we're, is why we're I hate unpacking you. this, as uh, some people might say. Yeah, it's as, um, as your therapist would say, if you ever went. But I don't have a yeah. I, I, I don't need that, I, as we can tell. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I've never gotten the immediate um, voicemail that you get when you call somebody once who has do not disturb on, and been like, well, I guess I'm gonna wait. No, you just call them twice. <laughs> and nobody's ever been offended by that either. No, Even if it's for something trivial. What well, depends. Who are you calling? Are you calling close friends? It's been so many that like I can't think of whoever it was because it's been a number of people. Like clients, you know, business people that like just people that I work with. If right? you call me while I'm sleeping on Do Not Disturb and you called me twice through, you're a scumbag. I've done that before. I think you're just so deep in sleep you don't remember it the next day. Definitely. That has <laughs> happened, dude. I, someone told me, like, oh, yeah, like our conversation. I'm like, what conversation? Like, people call me in the middle of the night sometimes, and I have, like, will fully answer and, and put it back to bed and have no recollection the next day. Yeah. If that, if that has happened, yeah, that's, please that's let me know. That's happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. Like, full, like a full conversation of some sort. Yeah. Crazy. 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 Yeah. Crazy. Speaking of speaking of speaking of that and not remembering, I had my first first ever time of I blacked out in my life. Basically, I I was in Montreal. That's exciting. I'm really glad that as we're getting older, we're making like good positive changes in our life. Definitely. Congrats like, on your first blackout. Thanks, man. Yeah, 20, uh, 25. Twi- yeah, 25, and I, I still don't know what happened. So. <laughs> Tough to explain to them, but I was in Montreal. Some questions you don't want answered. Yeah, I was in Montreal for a bachelor party, and there was just a 16 hour window that just was kind of dark. 16 hours, that's something like that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> that's 12 plus four. That's it was a, a half a day plus another, I don't know, sixth of a day. Yeah, from like 10, yeah, yeah, from that amount of time, from like 10 p.m. Saturday night to midday Sunday. Yeah, man. That was nice. uh, awesome. That was definitely a weird feeling, and good life choices were made. It's okay. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, how uh, that's uh, that's good, man. That's good. <laughs> so, yo, hurricanes, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hurricanes are pretty Shut crazy. Neiman Naz, man. Yeah, we went to go see. Uh, we went to the Bovine Sex Club in Toronto, which is 
Not uh, any uh, sex for those. Who yeah, it's don't a know. it's like a small little bar in in Queen West, and um, they do they do like an open mic night, and you can't say anything racist or else you get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the- so uh, we we show up to the open mic night because we thought it would be just kind of funny. No, we went twice because we yeah. went for the open mic night, and then I think a couple days after that was Nima. Yeah, or was it the other way around? I don't remember. I think open mic was first. The open mic was first. Anyways, we went twice in one week, just just by coincidence. Both of those things were happening that week. And uh, Nima Naz, local comedian, he'll come on. We can get him on. Oh, he'll love, remember I'd us. I'd love to have Nima Naz. On. Yo, season two, we'll get we'll get Nima on. Yeah. You know what? You know what? We need video. Yeah. Once if we, get we had video, video he, I feel like he'd come on. Sure. Yeah. Because you gotta you gotta make TikToks and <laughs> content. Yeah. You know value. Nima Naz is the best Gary Vee person you know? out there. Um. Anyways, he was performing, and. Uh, you know, he was having fun with the crowd. He was calling me a Noah Gay. He was, you know, doing doing what comedians <laughs> we do. Because yeah, we were we were sitting right front and center. Yeah. Um, and he turns to this one girl that's sitting in the corner. He's like, "Yo, so like, what are your pronouns?" <laughs> yeah, like your pronouns. She's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, like your pronouns." You look like, like I, a pronoun. Yeah, you look like a pronoun person. Are you like a they? Like, what are you? Like, I look a like a they them. She's like. No, she's like I'm a girl. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm I'm like a she. He's like, oh, cool. He like stops, like listen to the crowd. He's like, yo, man, hurricanes. Yo, <laughs> hurricanes are crazy, man. Just just the <laughs> we were we were the cleanest it. transition we ever. Yeah, oh, it was great. Yeah, and and from that day, every time we just look at each other, yo, hurricanes. Yeah, hurricanes, hurricanes are crazy. Hurricanes are crazy, man. <laughs> hurricanes are hurricanes are pretty crazy. Yeah, man. What's been up with me? Um, yeah, what has been up with you? When did you leave? November? October. October. Okay, so... Um, October. I basically... I moved out in November, but then moved back in shortly after because I kind of realized, like, there was, like... It was, like, meh. It was, like, whatever. Um, but while I was moved out, I was, like, totally in the zone because we were in lockdown. Uh, I had a one-bedroom apartment to myself. The winter of Canada just darkness and cold all the time. It was like, it was kind of like a fancy prison cell, but the isolation was like a night was actually a nice change of pace for a little while. Cause I could just totally just focus. And it was nice. I learned, I learned a lot. Like I literally just like studied interesting things. Um, so that was good. Um, real estate side of my career really picked yeah. up, really picked up. My, my boy, my boy's TikTok famous now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I actually have a client that I got through TikTok now, so no that's way. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, content. It's uh, it's working. What? Yeah. What was your max? Your max views? What, what did you reach on it? Uh, two hundred. I think we're at like two seventy five thousand views. Yeah, two hundred seventy five thousand views, and that's my one TikTok. <laughs> It's the only one you've ever yeah, posted. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we're we're batting you, one for one right now. I, think you gotta I don't think I can follow up. You're never going to be able to amount uh, to, to yeah. the first one. But. So apparently it's also a thing that TikTok does this to reel you in, to hook you in. Mm. They like boost your Re- first post. Reel you in, pun intended. Exactly. You're, you're a smart guy. Yeah. Um, they boost your first post to like juice you up. Like, yeah, yeah, you're the fucking man. Like, <laughs> you're a content legend. Yeah. Everybody loves you. Yeah. So that you keep posting more stuff, right? Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I remember when I first posted it, like, you know, a couple hours later, I check. I'm like, whoa, 3,000 views. That's crazy. I check like again another couple hours. I'm like, 11,000. I check again later. 20,000. That's crazy. I remember when I when because that was the night we went to go see Nima, actually. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. were you were back home briefly. Yeah. From from your your escapades. 
And um, yeah, I, I went to go. You went to come pick me up. Yeah, I was at like twenty four thousand or something like that. And I thought I was like, this is going crazy. And then the next day, it's like a hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, like, jumped what up is like going on? Like, this is yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a cool building. I actually moved my clients into that place, no so they have that view. Now. That bathroom, yeah. that's yeah, the yeah. worst bathroom. Yeah, ever. yeah. We'll we'll link it in the uh, in the description so everybody can watch. Add to the view count. Yeah. I got some funny comments on there. I got some funny comments. You got some comments there. gassing you out. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not cute. Yeah, shit. You're actually ugly as shit. We're <laughs> <laughs> just saying that to make me feel better. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, like, dude, damn, this guy's so ugly, I better leave a comment no, saying... No, no. So that's just TikTok gorgeous. trying to get it to reel you in, as they sent out a bunch of people yeah, yeah. comments Yeah, they sent a bunch of people with really low standards. To, uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, that makes sense. What was that one comment that you felt so nice for? Uh, which one? The, the girl was like, all right, I'll say it. She was like, I'll be the one to say it. This guy's super cute or whatever. I don't know. There's like a there's like a hundred like that. Okay. Yeah. It was the first one. Yeah. I and know, I think the most liked. I got a lot of I got a lot of interesting comments on that. But uh Yeah, that was cool. Um real estate gigs really been picking up. I actually really like it in general, because I like working with people and I've found that probably ninety five percent of the time I end up becoming genuinely like friends, friends with the with people clients, that I yeah. that I engage with. I remember there was one week this year, earlier this year, maybe like March or something like that, where every night that week I did something social with a real estate client of mine. No it way. just so happened to line up that way. No way. Like yeah, like Monday I went for like drinks with, with Maddie and then uh uh Tuesday I, w- I Mario and Sasha did a pizza night and then Wednesday um whatever I was hanging out I was hanging out with uh, with Adam, and then Thursday night I was uh, I can't I can't remember the whole thing. Yeah. I went for drinks with Darren on, on I think on Thursday. Oh, we, had, we had dinner. Yeah, it was it was like it was just fantastic, right? I mean, yeah, and and for those who don't know, so I was the main reason that convinced Mateo to quit his horrible fucking accounting job because you weren't the main reason. I was the Get main out of here. Reason. Yeah, you weren't. I was the main driver behind it because this idiot over here just kept trying to convince himself that... We've talked about this on here. Dude, more and more time is if you just kept getting your letters. That's all you kept saying. Let me just get my letters. Let me get my letters. And I was like, okay, and then what? Uh, <laughs> What's yeah. going to happen if you get your letters? Well, it's going to be You're so be different when I get my letters, at a man. screen. The, the least social job out there hey, is listen, an accountant. I'm still staring at a screen 90% of the time anyways. I'm just talking to the screen also simultaneously. Yeah. Or talking to another screen. No, that's not true. You're on showings a lot, right? Like you're, a you're little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But, you know, the nature of, of the jobs that I have, it's just, it's just mostly just sales from a phone or just like work from a phone yeah. or from a laptop. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great gig. I could totally see myself doing this long term. And I'm doing a lot of work that no other agents want to touch, like? which is like rentals, which is hilarious to me because I know for a fact that... I'm no longer doing as much as I was before because I'm kind of preoccupied with some other stuff that's that's going on right now. That's a little that's a little better than this. But um, when I was at my peak, you know, if I was doing like three, like one to three deals a week, that's like more in my pocket than a lot of agents that I know. Just doing some less vanity, glamorous sort of work. And it's all people that are our age. So they're easier to talk to and get along with and build a genuine relationship with that will eventually that will be, eventually eventually be lead to homeowners big yeah. buyers that's right yeah so um i'm gonna put up an instagram post about that later, sorry just explaining you say that, that but though but you forget that like no one in our generation is gonna be able to own property so uh not the uh not the forward-thinking ones not the uh yeah 
you got to be a you're gonna have to be a real sharpshooter to to afford anything. Yeah, I mean, thank God the market's taken a little bit of a cooler this last month. In a way, rentals no. Oh, dude, it's crazy what's going on right now. I don't, I don't know if this is interesting that viewership just dropping as I talk about work. But anyways. Um, yeah, no one wants to hear about work. Yeah, yeah. But so listen, if you are looking to rent a place in the city of Toronto through the months of July, like if you're starting to look for a place in July or August or September, you better be willing to put like six months up front or a year six? up. Six? Dude. Bro. This, you know what happened to me yesterday? You know what, you know what has happened to me three times this week? Three times this week alone. Six months. My clients are like, yeah, I like this place. Let's put an offer in it on it, okay? If it looks like a good place and it looks like a good deal, everybody else sees that. And because it's all students right now. They're all looking for, for places to live yeah. in advance of school, right? Or it's like people that just so happen that their lease expires in, in, in end of August or early sure. September, right? Worst timing because now you're competing with all these people, right? Competing with international students, local students. There's like three universities in Toronto, all the colleges, etc. Um, so it's just absurd. What happens is anytime there's something that even looks remotely like a deal, within 24 hours, it gets about six offers, most of which are blind, meaning nobody has actually gone to see it in person. And one of those people is putting like six months up front, or one of them is somebody who's like employed and crushing it is making like $200,000. <laughs> right? So literally, so like how do you say so so, there's a place that I was supposed to see tomorrow for this new, this new set of clients that I picked up. They're like, yeah, we love this place. Let's go see it on Friday. I'm like, listen, it's kind of hard to see things at this point. Two, <laughs> two day, seeing something in two days from now, it's probably gone. Yeah. And what, and what happened three hours later? Agent calls me. Agent, the agent calls me. He's like, yeah, I just received an offer with 12 months up front. Bro. I haven't even seen the place. I'm like, this place has been, this, it shows zero days on market on the listing. <laughs> zero. It hasn't hit 24 hours that this thing has been listed on the market. And, <laughs> and someone's, someone's, just like, and someone's just like, here's $24,000. 12 months up here's, front. No, here's. Here's twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Twelve months. Yeah. I think I gave two. I gave first and last. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Wow. I think I also used last month as a as a deposit too. Like I, I didn't have to put down a deposit either. What? They what let mean? me. They let me use last month as, For, a as deposit. your second month's rent. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I, I gave them first and last, mm-hmm. but instead of giving them giving them a deposit, last month's rent. Acted as as a deposit, and then my last month living there, I paid them like one more month of rent, and then I got the deposit back once I once I finished. It was just a way to to what? not have to to put less money down up front. I did the same thing when I created a sublease agreement. Oh, cool! That's cool. It was doable. Yeah, right on. Right All on. right. So yeah, shit's uh, shit's flying off the walls right now to the point where if it's like, it's hard to even pick up clients right now because it's like, because people want like people want the world. And also people shoot the messenger a lot too. And I am not down to be shat on by people that are like, why is it like, what's like, what's going on? It's like, it's not me. Yeah. Like, don't get mad at me that things are flying off the walls. Like, well, you know? even still with rentals though, because like I know with buying, it's, it's really cooled down in the last three months. Oh, it's like a ghost town. Yeah. 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 Like I was saying, we were looking at places today. This one place was, it was for 1.3. Three months later, it's now down for, for 965K. Like yeah. They've dropped it. Almost 400k. Yeah, so GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, uh, detached homes. On average now, the gains from 2021 have been completely wiped. We're now down to late 2020 prices. Late 2020. So in half a year, we've decimated a year's worth of gains. So I read it. I read a stat. I guess a year and a half's worth. 
it went from overbids of 300k to selling 180k under asking the average closing price for real estate it's the largest monthly drop ever in canadian history oh man there's there's a because all this stuff is publicly available, right? Yeah. There's this one screenshot. Like, I mean, I'm on, like, real estate Twitter, so I see, like, what people are posting about stuff in Toronto, right? Someone uploaded a screenshot of the property history for this, like, really old condo in Milton, Ontario. Oof. Okay? Which is, like, what? Northwest of Brampton? Northwest of the northwest side of Brampton. Like, it's, like... It's west. It's more west. It's more west than it is north. Yeah. But it's, like, it's out there, right? It's far. It's far. Um... Would you call that GTA? No. No, I don't think so. Like, I think it might technically fall under it, but... But, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're splitting hairs. It's Anyways. Called Bowmanville, the GTA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bowmanville. We out here in Bowmanville. Dude, that's it. Meeting, so, meeting. so, hold on, hold on. So, this right, old-ass old condo, this thing was a real dump, okay? Yeah. Sold for a million dollars. They now real... Somebody bought it right at the peak, like, February 2022. A million bucks they spent on like this like two-bedroom condo in Milton, Ontario. Yeah. And it's like it was like a mid-rise, you know, it was like like just like garbage, yeah. right? And now it's probably like at least like three hundred grand less. Oh. <laughs> it's just a, a casual three hundred thousand dollars less. Yeah. So I was gonna say, speaking of Bowmanville, like I love meeting uh, other travelers when they're like, Oh, I'm from Toronto. And I'm like, Really? Me too. I'm like, yeah. Where in Toronto? And they're like Oh, Peterborough, Bowmanville, and I'm like, okay, no, like you cannot. Uh, Wayne Fleet, Ontario, <laughs> exactly. You South can, Sandwich, Ontario, <laughs> you cannot be claiming. It's a real place, by the way. You're from Toronto. I know. I know, yeah. I know about South Sandwich. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't be claiming you're from. Toronto. Think they got a subway? In <laughs> <laughs> Probably a couple. Good one. But uh, no, nah, the the just the the one thing that we have in common when meeting other Canadian travelers is is our shared hatred of Trudeau. That is a. Uh, Nobody likes this guy. Holy shit, man. Nobody likes it. Who? Explain to me. Nah, tell me. Who tell me. woke up I, on election day exactly. last time and, and was like, I am voting I'll for Justin Trudeau. I'll have four more years of that. Like, I, I, yeah. Who woke up on election day and was like, I'm voting for Justin Trudeau. So, who are you? If you're listening to this, stop listening. I don't remember. Have we? Did we film anything talking about lockdown? Like, Yeah, episode one, we, we talked about like the psychological effects of lockdowns. Man, and, like, like, hugging so, your grandma and yeah. like... The slippery so, slope. I'll be, I'll be, I can speak to this now a little out of it. First, I've been, a, I've been across the world for the last year. And like, firstly, like COVID is just not a thing in, in so many other places in the world. And it's, it's stunning to, to realize that like, I'm hearing about shit still back in Canada that, that we're talking about a 13th wave. And we're, I'm like, is what? Like, Yo, we're, we're, what wave are we on? Seven? Eight? I, I couldn't tell you. I think we're on eight. Dude, all I know I heard there's a boss battle in wave I also 10. avoided COVID. I went two years without ever getting COVID. I was invincible. Okay, I genuinely... I think I took 100 tests over the, the year that I was traveling, and not once did I fucking test positive. I genuinely was like, I'm invincible. You guys are wasting money on these fucking tests for me. Until, Some might say you're simply built different. Until I got home, and until I went bowling with my mom for her fucking birthday, <laughs> <laughs> and my brother's girlfriend gave it to me. And so, to be honest, like... Uh, I, I got it. Like, I tested positive, and I tested positive for about five days. I had a psychosomatic cough for maybe five minutes. Psychosomatic, eh? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, I have COVID. This guy's <laughs> been deep in the thesaurus recently. <laughs> what is a psychosomatic cough? It's a revelatory cough? experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to episode four, my Sorry. favorite episode personally. What, okay. uh, what is a psychosomatic cough? Psych- psychosomatic is like you don't actually the symptom is in your head like you don't you you're thinking you're sick so ah. you're creating a cough in your head so i was like i have covid <laughs> and then i stopped for a second i was like i don't have to cough. When, we, when we do the episode where we freestyle mark my words right now i'm gonna work <laughs> in a psychosomatic uh 
Okay. I'm, I, my, my brain is just, just spewing off rhymes for psychosomatic yeah. right now. But That's no. right. Yeah. As soon as you hear the word freestyle, you're like psychosomatic. Besides just be automatic. <laughs> uh, all right. Stop. But um, no, so then I spent five days testing positive, um, and then eventually I tested negative, and, 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 but I wasn't sick at all, and I was almost annoyed with that fact because I'm like, man, I, I had friends that took their own lives over lockdown, over, over us locking down f- for this, like for this I fucking- hit a, I hit a PR with COVID. Dude, like <laughs> this fucking- COVID positive, right there. This-, this, this I don't even know what to call it. It is a sickness, flu, whatever it's called. Why did we react the way that we did and, and overreact the way that we did and do so much more harm than good? And so I look at places like Peru, for example. And Peru had a double mask mandate, okay? Even outdoors. Even outdoors, which is fucking crazy. I got stopped by the cops, and they're like, where's your double mask? I'm like, okay, this is, this is outrageous. But at the same time, I was like, okay, I respect it. Yeah, literally. I'm sorry. Sorry, I can't hear you, bro. Can you, can you take off your mask and say that again? <laughs> exactly. Um, t- dude, the, the train to Machu Picchu was two masks and a face shield. That was fucking crazy. I'm like, dude, I can't breathe. I, I'm fogging up this this face shield. I, I was bad. But I respect it, though, because it's like, look, they know that the main source of their economic um, prosperity is from tourism and traveling, and, yeah. they, and they couldn't shut down. They also didn't want to shut down schools and, and, and the harm that that would have on kids, so they stayed open. But they're like, we're going to do what we can, which is wear masks and, and, and stop the, the spread as much as we can, but we're not going to sacrifice everything, all economy. of our, our economy, yeah. all because it's going to do more harm than good. And now Canadians are finally starting to feel a little bit of a uh, – uh, of bounce back from this, so I'm like, wait, inflation's getting pretty bad, man. Like, wait, why? Why is my coffee like uh, more money now? Like, what? I'm like, yeah, if you didn't get a nine percent raise yeah. this year, you got fucking sewered. Like, yeah, for for years to come. Not, that's the that's the government number two nine percent. Guess not right. even like including yeah. the housing market. Listen, or, that, it's the same government that is incentivized to be elected. You know, oh, it, it, uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll leave it at that. I, I'm I'm worried, man. I'm worried that, about the country we live in. So let alone the state of our economy, which I, I think is going to need at least 10 Bro, our generation years. specifically, like we are now, and I see this firsthand because I handle a lot of people that are like entering the professional world and like want to move downtown, let's yeah. say. So many people that come from well-off backgrounds that now feel for the first time like they're getting smacked in the face, face by reality Literally. like what yeah. it costs this much to live yeah property tax what, what? <laughs> like, yo listen maintenance fees yeah yo if you're listening to this and you and you grew up decently well off there's a pretty solid chance you're not gonna have the same quality of life your parents did no not at all pretty pretty solid chance not and unless your parents what? are helping you like to help you get into the real estate market you're gonna sit here and start renting and do you look at the the, the average rental price uh, Dude, in the in last Vaughan? 50 years, it's more than doubled. <laughs> Dude, in Vaughan. Have salaries doubled? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. How? Just keep raising prices, bro. I'll just grind harder. <laughs> just keep going. I don't care. I'll just but, grind harder. Like, to live in a one-bed in Toronto, it's like, what are we at? Do you know what's more what? expensive in Vaughn? Because there's so little. Dude. Like, for a condo, because there's no condos here. Plus your you, car. You, you either live plus your a- car. Plus gas. Plus insurance. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, well, you what definitely money need a, do you have left in the you like? Need, you need a car in Vaughn because the walk score of the buildings is like five out of a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> like so, you can't even ride a bike, dude. You're like going to get hit by a car on I, Highway Seven. I started at one of the projects I worked in was at Young and Steels was a development there, and there's a bunch of projects coming up there, like 
three sixty-five story towers with Gupta Group. Hummel's putting three or four forty-story towers. There's going to be about ten thousand units put in that area over the next. Oh, sorry, on that corner of the intersection over the next ten years. Yeah, that's where the subway's getting extended to. So I'm doing some simple math, and like I was looking at traffic plans, and they're like, we we simply can't put the amount of cars that would need to be in this area for for it to. Right, like this can't this can't handle this much infrastructure, and they're like, "Well, you, you cannot have a car here, so we're gonna not plan this for like for you to live here with a car." I'm like, "You're living at Young and Steels? That's yeah, that's Vaughn. Like that's te- you're north of Steels. That's technically Vaughn. Yeah, how can you live there without a car? Like how? Like this yeah. this is what we're planning for. You just commute, and then you sleep, and then you go to work, <laughs> and then you commute, and then you sleep, and you go to work. Like it'll be on the subway line, but." How long is the subway going to take at that point? There's still only one line in Toronto. And that's the other thing. Like, I, you know, you go to Europe and you see these places that have their fucking public transport figured out. Yeah. Holy shit. Is it incredible to hop on a train at the exact time that it's supposed to get there and it get off at the Dude. exact time? Dude, when I moved downtown, oh I, I started. God. I hadn't really taken the TTC much over COVID or even really before it too yeah. much since high school because I went to high school in Toronto. Yeah. And I live in Vaughan, right? Started going, taking the TTC again after living, like, once I started living in Toronto again. What a disaster, dude. It's a shit I, show, I regret man. it every single time. I'm like, it honestly, like, it is not worth the logistical headache to have to plan the extra time. It's like, I'll take the L and take an Uber. Dude, like, whatever. I, I, Can I tell you what this one experience I had taking the TTC? I'm coming back. Uh, it was either going to or coming back from my buddy Adam's place. And, uh, man, this was, this was a, this is just a, a crazy series of events here okay so i'm walking on to the i'm, I'm walking to the base the base station vestibule and as i'm walking i notice there's a homeless guy peeing in the middle of the floor inside <laughs> inside the vestibule like creating a puddle of piss that's toronto for you and the, and the vestibule is, is about maybe 12 feet wide and he's just pissing inside of it. It's cold outside, you know. It was the winter. I give him that. <laughs> okay. But he was, but he was pissing on the floor, and people are just walking around it. They're just like oh, another it's casual. It's life. another Tuesday, bro. I'm like, I just saw that guy's dick. Yeah. Yeah. With piss coming out of it. That'll make your day. So I get on the first train, and uh, this was towards the end of all the COVID stuff. Yeah. Um. So I think masks were off on everything, but like. Uh, like like mass mandate was gone for everything but like transit and like the high risk places like hospitals, sure. long term care, etc. Right. So I didn't know this, and I didn't have a mask on me. So I get on the I get on the train and I see that everybody's wearing a mask. I'm like crap. So I look to my and I'm at like kind of the end of the train. So it's like the end of it is right here. There's like a couple seats here, and then the rest of the train goes super long that way. To my left, see all these people wearing a mask, like. Kind of like sitting themselves huddled to my right. Two guys smoking crack. Oh, they don't have masks, right? Just two guys smoking crack. And I'm like, at this state <laughs> in the game, living in a living in a large metropolitan city, knowing how people think around here. Yeah. To those people, Dude, I'm like, you're, I'm you like, are equal. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, like I have to sit with those guys. Yeah, you are e- <laughs> you are equally as crazy for not uh, wearing a mask because so they are for smoking crack. crack. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a cool, dude. It was only there for. What, what I he, mean, they, what, were, they were just like. Hold on, would, would he come on the pod? I, maybe if we gave him some crack. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm sure they do anything for crack, but um, 
So I'm going. Um, yeah, I then get on the. I then get on the next train, and it's like one of those older trains where it's not just one car. The east-west like, train. Yeah. The multiple cars, yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I think I missed my stop, and I went back. Um, so I'm, I'm still on the east-west line. So I get on one of the cars, and I'm, like, kind of blown away by what I just saw. And, like, in between those two cars, there was, like, a homeless, there's, like, a homeless woman, like, crying in, like, on the platform at one of the stations, right? Yeah. Like, cause she's just like in misery or whatever. Right? Yeah. Don't really have to explain it. She just was crying. Sure. Anyways. So I get on the, I get on the bus and I'm like, wow, I'm so happy. I, AirPods in, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, wow, am I so happy that this is over? That like, that was crazy. Like that was like such a, such yeah. a wild ride. Like it just kind of took me aback. I was like, I haven't taken the TTC in a while. I was like, is this just like par for the course? Yeah. I've been on this thing for like 10 minutes. And like, I saw like three separate incidences of like, kind of like, a little bit wackiness, right? As I'm thinking that to myself, <laughs> I just hear from the other side of the car, very loud. This guy screams, "He's a fucking!" <laughs> and he just and he just sends it like harder, as hard as you could possibly go, as hard. And I'm like, I like, I don't even look with. I don't turn my neck. I've learned. Don't look at them. Do not engage. <laughs> I like an owl. Just my no wait. Owls are the opposite. I use just my eyes. <laughs> I use. I don't use my neck. I use yeah. just my eyes. And I just like push my eyes to the left. And this guy's like flailing his arms around. He's like screaming. He's and then he keeps. He keeps. Don't record this part with video. Yeah. He's screaming other expletives that fit the races of the other people that are on that train. He's okay, like, and look at this. I can't say it right. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, and he walks by this couple. He's like, yeah, and she wants to fuck me, man. Like while he's looking at the guy and, and I'm like, yo, what is going on right now? This is crazy. And he starts walking towards me and I'm at the end of the train and there's one other seat on this train that's, that's open, right? So he's walking towards me. I'm sitting right here, okay? Just pretend I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my phone. I'm not looking at the text that's on screen. I'm just thinking to, my, I'm just thinking to myself. Please just end. Please just end. Like, please, <laughs> yeah. please don't come near me. I don't want to deal with this right now. He walks right past me. He's like right here. Then turns around. He's looking over there. And he's like screaming. He's like shaking his fist like right here. I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, don't look. Don't look. Don't look. I'm like, don't look. Don't look. This is almost over. And then he like sits down. He's like, he's like freaking out or whatever. Yeah. And then I get off the bus. I get off the TTC. And I'm like, wow. Imagine if I was a small woman. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That would have been fucking horrible. Yeah, and it was like dead in the night. You know, I was like... I had to oh, it was night? night. Uh, no, no. Imagine if it was like oh, yeah, late yeah. at night. Like I'm working a night shift. It's like a Saturday. Nobody's on the DTC. Except yeah, okay. for me and that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Dude, I, I've seen people jerk off on the subway before. Uh, that one was... That one was Were special. You in a mirror? Just, yeah. <laughs> just as the windows came by. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just like them, him staring at these girls on, on the train and just giving her. And just I'm like, this it. is, what am I watching here? Like, how is this allowed? How is there no cops that are, or like security on the TTC that are going to stop this? Like, Toronto's a. Hey, you put that dick back. Yeah, Toronto's a sketchy place. <laughs> definitely, definitely seen some weird things. But yeah, COVID, COVID definitely made that worse, we'll say. Yeah. Oh man, I've seen it firsthand. Even even like with the uh, 
with this unbelievable like inflation that's going on, and specifically in real estate. Yeah. Now, because the buying and sell market, like the buyer's market, has cooled down, um, and interest rates have gone up, a lot of people that would otherwise be buyers are now renters, which means the rental market is well. It's it's twofold, right? It's it's like now a whole. Let's say a portion of buyers have now been shaved off into renting. Like yeah. the like the lowest qualified buyers are now renters, yeah. right? Which puts an upward demand on the existing rents, like the places that are available to rent. There's a supply shortage as it is, and so now rent prices have gone up. Yeah. Also, because interest rates are up, if you're an investor and you have a property that you're looking to rent out, exactly. it is more exactly. expensive. Exactly. It is more expensive to hold property that you do not have full equity of, and everybody's leveraged. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Everybody, everybody is 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 paying off a mortgage, Why right? The large so majority large. of it, right? That's just that's just the we live in a credit based economy. Like that's just how these things work. Yeah. We're, we're just borrowing all the time, right? Uh, that's how we that's how we fund our growth. Um, so it's both of those things. So I also deal with this. So not just young people that are entering the market for the first time, but people who are re-entering the market after a couple years of renting. Let's say. Um, let's say you rent a detached home with your family and you were paying like 3000 bucks a month. Um, and, <clears throat> or let's say you're paying like 2,800 bucks a month for a detached home and now you're land- detached home. Sure. But call it for, for thir- well, 36, 3,600 months for a detached home. Yeah. Once upon a time. Right. Or maybe you were paying like, yeah. Uh, like if you're in East Willembury, let's sure. say like you could get a detached home for like. For like three grand, sure. thirty one hundred, something like that, right? But now your landlord wants to sell the house to take advantage of the crazy house prices. From you know, let's say he's been ha- he's had the house for like 10, 15 years. That period of time alone is a huge, like, gain in the in the value of the property. Of right? course, huge huge uh, increase. So now you're back on the market because you've just been paying that amount for the past, let's say, five, six, seven, eight years, right? And the prices have and you come to me, and you come you. to me, and I, you know, I hit you with a typical list of questions to vet you, and I'm like, okay, what's your budget? <laughs> and they give me the number, and I'm like, you're like, you want to live in a shoebox? No, great. no, it's not that. So I'll put it to you this way: if you were living in a detached home to yourself, no basement tenant, at that price, now you have a basement tenant. Yeah. Okay. If you were living, or you are the basement tenant. <laughs> if you were living in the detached home with a basement tenant and you were on the main floor, unless you want to pay that price, you're living in a townhouse. Yeah. Right? If you're living in the townhouse, now you're living in the basement. Yeah. If you're living in the basement, you, I legitimately, I cannot do, find I legitimately a place don't, do not have an answer for you. Yeah. Uh, it, like... Dude, and, and, and we're still, we're still, we're still early in this, right? This stuff takes so long to play out, right? Small, All the downstream... Downstream economic effects of COVID, um, yeah, well, right. Years we're, we're still, we're still, it's still playing out, right? Um, I don't know. I guess it's like that. What's what's the average family income in the U.S.? I literally it don't has, know how yeah. that average person is going to survive it, in like the poverty line will five continue years. to go up, and yeah. like it's just, yeah. I saw someone say that the poverty line is eleven thousand dollars in the states. I'm like, that's much lower than I thought it was. Yeah, but. I'll give you a small, small example is, is do it this way. It's my four years living downtown. When I started in, I locked in at a rent control price of $1,000. Uh, you got 1000 bucks for $1,000 for a studio. My studio was awesome. 
It's 450 square yeah. feet. It's an older building, so it's it was... It's an older building. So, but, but because it was older, it was larger, too. Yeah, it was cute. Huge. My layout was for, great. I had, like, a separate kitchen. It was... It was yeah, I yeah, in, hinds- in hindsight, I can't believe that was a studio. Dude, that's It's, like, was double the size of a, of a modern studio, was, new, an, of a, a new-built studio. Man. That spot was the best. But, yo, so take, I was paying $1,000. By the time I finished there, I was renting out for the summer. I was subletting it out at $1,900 a month. In a four-year in window... four years. I was up $900, almost double the value. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Nice. And now that place goes for like twenty five, twenty six hundred. No. Yeah, it's just the location's right. You check? It's Young and Dundas, yeah, bro. Check right now. I'm very curious. Uh, let's see it's the, right pro- let's see the property. I guarantee thing. it's over two k at least. Welcome to facts and snacks and market analysis. Yeah. As you look that up, I'll give it. So the the whole point. Sorry, why I gotta sign in and get uh, some two factor authentication because. Ew. Technology is supposed to simplify life, but it actually fucking doesn't. And now I have to wait 30 <laughs> seconds to sign into anything. It's safety. It's okay. Um, Stop the spread. No, so I'll get back to the whole point that I was trying to make about this, though, is though COVID has done way more harm than good. And you see these people here. and, and the Like more, the reaction to COVID? You mean? Yeah. The yeah. more, the, more the, the mandates that were put in place, the lost. Quickly, what was the address? 40 Gerard Street East. 40 Gerard Street East. Yeah. And what was the unit number? 406. Yeah. 66. Was it publicly listed or privately listed? Privately. Mm, okay, I can't find the details on that. Then. Just Google. If you Google it, you'll find it. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know if it'll have property history. We'll see. Might have what it's worth like now, though. though. Yeah. We'll find a studio. Go on. Yeah, the, the impact that it's had on people, and uh, I'm really worried about our specific society like Toronto had the longest lockdown of anywhere in the entire world the 370 consecutive days no gyms no schools no sports no friends no nothing and that especially to like the younger generation that should have been in school and should have been learning things in school that only school teaches you like not just curriculum and shit I'm that cannot cannot be learned from behind a computer screen I'm homeschooling my kids your kids are gonna be stunted then but <laughs> Just send them to my class, right? That's right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm really during a developmental year of their life. Like I'm concerned that we have no idea what that what that's going to do to them, right? That 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 impact is going to be worse. And people make fun of places like Texas and Florida. They're like, oh, Texas and Florida, they're so bad. I'm like, man, Bunch of hicks. their yeah. kids didn't miss a single day of school. They are fine coming out of this. Like they are yeah. so fine. <laughs> like I saw, what t- is going I saw, on? Here, I saw man. a tweet that was like, every American should make a pilgrimage to like Florida Fuck during yeah. COVID and just see how they're living and come back and be like and, and think to yourself that this is normal. It's like try, okay. just try, yeah, just try. Bro, people are still whatever. People are still yeah. People are still nah. I'm so done. Who cares? Who cares? Let them live like it. <laughs> They'll, they'll just... You I, know got to, I got told to put my whatever, mask on. Whatever the, the next day. crisis is, they'll also react extra hard. Of course, dude. Yeah. Monkey pox. Monkey pox. We will not be going to the zoo this year. <laughs> <laughs> my little monkey, Fernandito. That you met in uh, where? That I met in Ecuador. Ecuador? Yeah. Oh. Did I? No. What? Did I tell that ayahuasca story? <laughs> not on the pod, no. Oof. We haven't done a podcast in the since October of 2021. It's been a while. It's July 21st, 2022. Wow. Um, Time is flying. Yeah, I'll share that story. Flying. That's that's a good one to share. Do you want to talk about ayahuasca? Yeah. Is that is that is that appropriate? I think so. I stand by it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, um, it was legal where you it, did it. It is legal. So for yeah. those for those who don't know, um, ayahuasca is the, probably the most severe hallucinogenic experience that that one can undertake. Um, I feel like severe is a pretty it, negative word. It, it's <laughs> accurate though. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was a positive experience though. Oh, no? it was wonderful. So yeah. let me explain it this way: is so to them and to the people in South America where this originated and and happens. Um, it's from a plant there. Um, it grows naturally, and it's a it's a healing ceremony to them. This is not a yeah. drug. It is legal out there. Um, this is how they deal with trauma. This is how they stay connected to nature and ancestors. And it's like the the philosophy behind it was was really beautiful. Um, so there's like so all the top CEOs uh, of Fortune 500 companies in America will go and do this like ayahuasca retreat. Oh yeah, every and single one of them. I don't know about everyone, but a every lot of single them. one of them. It's be- no, it's become an Americanized thing now. Where there's certain places in America that 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 actually offer it. Like you can go get yeah. in like Wisconsin, you can go get it done. But it's just yeah, like you can get like a you can get like a a big gulp with with DMT. Nah, <laughs> nah. So yeah, DMT is the the natural uh, hallucinogen uh, component in it. Um, yeah, so it's I did it. Actually, occurring in the brain, it's, it's released when you die. Yeah, so um, when I did it, um, it's actually really, it was really fascinating. So I did it in Ecuador. Um, I was going to do it in Peru, uh, but it's like a week long retreat in Peru where you have to like diet ahead of time. It's like no sex, no salty foods. Like you can't eat meat. Like you have to do all this preparation beforehand. And when I was in Peru, I also like <coughs> I had altitude sickness. Where my body just like felt horrible. Like I was not, I, I got checked by the doctor and they're like, yeah, you're at 80% oxygen capacity. I'm like, is that bad? He goes, yeah, man, that's bad. Like, he's just like, how are you? I'm like, I, don't, I take two steps upstairs and I'm like wheezing. I was really mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. In, a, in a good place in Peru. So I decided, I said, fuck it. I'm not going to do it here. I then came home. I went back out to Ecuador and I booked this little excursion for four nights in, in the Amazon rainforest, it took an 11-hour bus ride and a three-and-a-half-hour boat ride into the middle of nowhere. In the middle of the Amazon, there's no power, there's nothing. And from Bro, there... With your allergies? So, I'll get there. I don't know how... I'll get there. <sighs> so, before... And for those who don't know, I think at this point you should all know, but I am deathly allergic to all fresh fruits and vegetables. So he says. Yeah. Uh, Mateo's not a believer, but I can show him my medical alert. But Bro, what did you eat right before we came on here? You had biscotti with what in it? Cooked, baked cranberries. And I can have blueberry scones and shit, like they're cooked. Right. So yeah, I can have anything cooked to the point of no nutrients. So basically, anything unhealthy. Um, he so we're all sheep. I had never really had tea in my life because I was like, oh, it's like fresh and serves. But then I realized I'm like, it's kind of cooked. Like it's especially the way they do it in South America is they don't just bag it; they like boil it, right? So I called my allergist and I was like, hey, I, I've been looking into doing this. I really want to do this. Um, do you think this is something that's possible? And she was like, well. Go do a little field test and, and let me know. So I went with Mateo and we sat outside of the hospital and got a did gr- DMT. I grew, no, we did a green tea from Starbucks. <laughs> <Can you imagine? laughs> we got a green tea from Starbucks and uh, we dabbed it on my skin and then I think we scratched test or whatever. And then I had a big sip and I was fine. I didn't die. So I was like, okay, if I can have that, I feel confident enough that I could have this like boiled tea. And so in ayahuasca, they cook it for like eight hours. They boil it for eight hours. And... From this lodge, we're in, we're in the Amazon. From we took an hour and a half walk to a local village, and this village, I can't explain it to you. There's 200 people in this village. They don't speak a word of English. They don't speak a word of Spanish. They speak a language called Sonia, okay, which only 200 people in the world speak. 
They don't have money there. Money is not a concept to them. They trade everything. They bake bread from roots out of the ground. We sewed shit together with them. Like it is primal, primal living. They again, they don't Shout have power. Shout out to Liver King. It, it's what's up, primals? Fascinating to see the way that they live. I bet they're living by the nine ancestral tenets. Probably. Like yeah. so. Here's the thing, though, and they told us that we weren't prepared for this at all. So he told us, like, while we were there, oh, yeah, this tribe has a shaman, and they can do an ayahuasca ceremony like, if you want. And I was like, um, like well, yes, well, well. absolutely. Like, what? So they were worried, though, because they're like, look, if you're allergic to it, though, and you have an allergic reaction, we're about six and a half hours to, to the nearest hospital, right? Yeah. So an EpiPen buys you about <laughs> 15 minutes of uh, of not of not dying. So I, if I had an allergic reaction out there, I... I would have died. So basically, um, I was talking to the shaman, and he uh, he first did an energy reading on me, which was super cool. He, he like shook some some beads and stuff, and, and readings show uh, sus. Yeah. <laughs> so he did the energy reading, and he told me um, that I had really good energy, and I was like, okay, um, what if I had really bad energy, right? And he explained to me that there were two girls that had just recently done it about a week before. Um, and again, explain me through a translator because I would not have been able to understand him. But they had just uh, both recently been raped, and he recommended to them that they do ayahuasca as a, a healing process to them. Because again, like to them, it's not a drug; like it is a, a healing ceremony. And they took his recommendation, and they did. And they said it was the best decision they ever made. They were really able to face their fears head on and, and their, deal with their trauma in in a beautiful way that was guided by him. So. This shaman, I, I'll, put, I'll share a picture with him on the pod because this guy's just an absolute... What was his name? Uh, what was the name of the oh, monk? Man, I couldn't what was, his, what was the name of the monk you brought up before? Corey? Right, yeah, Corey Muscari. Corey? Yeah. Um, I couldn't even remember this guy. Was your name. monk a, a white guy with dreads? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you this guy's name. But I don't practice I, Santeria. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, try this, man. <laughs> so this shaman, I learned that he trips every eight days. Okay, to stay connected to the forest. So, have you seen the movie Avatar? You know how they like yeah. connect their blue hair to the like to the trees, <laughs> like a USB. And, yeah. And yeah, yeah, literally. So that's how they connect to the to the ancestors. That's what they believe they're doing with ayahuasca. So that's how they stay connected, which is lunacy. Because for, for the experience that I had, for for every eight days, for thirty years, this guy, I don't know how his reality is just man shattered. You meet if you meet people that have like, obviously, this is like this is. Uh, there's a spectrum to this, but there are some people who like when you do enough psychedelics, when you talk to them, they're just on a different plane yeah, of existence. Their reality is they're, just, on, they're on a different plane of existence. They're just like a, they're just operating on a different wavelength. Like yeah. They're not what and, they're perceiving the world so differently. Like they don't even, they probably don't even see you. They just see like a floating <laughs> your aura beam of energy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, like I've, I've seen colors. You seem tense today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's look it, it sounds funny but like a lot of it is like is really true and <laughs> like i said it's a spectrum it, it's hard I mean, here's, it, here's the beginning of that spectrum it's hard to to, to put it into words really where uh, the best the psychedelics if they're used in the right way can be uh medicinal and and not just drugs right like they truly help you face your traumas or any fears you have any skeletons you have hanging in your closet right as some people that when they have bad trips you didn't just have a bad trip. You just weren't prepared to deal with what was really going on in your head, right? The the metaphor that, that beautifully sums it up is it destroys the wall between who you think you are and who you actually are. It, it's truly the most introspective experience that and one And who can are have. you truly? I'll tell you. So 
Well, I'll get back to the allergies first. So they were really worried about me if I was going to have an allergic reaction. So they did a little scratch test on me. They put it on my arm, and they pricked me with a needle, and I kind of blew up an eye. So I was like, fuck. I was like, fuck, no. Like, I, I really want to do this. Like, I'm out here. I'm in the middle of the Amazon. I couldn't have a better chance. I'm with my boy Edwin. Like, I feel safe with him. And I'm like, fuck, man. Honestly, like, if I die, I die. Like, just give it. I was like, give me a little shot of it first. And that way I actually swallowed it. And then from there, wait the 15 minutes. What did they prick you with? They poured it on my skin. Like the, like the teeth. No, but what was the thing that they pricked you with? They had a needle, like a sewing needle. Are you allergic to sewing needles, maybe? maybe? It might have been that. But it could have just this been that cap. irritating my skin. This is all but lies. You're lying. Regardless, uh, they gave me the full shot of it. And the way it works is so you're in hammocks. Um, they, we're in a hut. We're in hammocks. And you take the, the full – they do a little ceremony. Like they'll, they'll make a little uh, – What's what's the word? Like a chant. Yeah, they'll, they'll do a little chant, like a little, a little, yeah. a little song, and how to go? Give you the cup. I don't know. He was like shaking, and he had these like these like flutes, wooden flutes on him, and that yeah. like made noise and stuff. It was really cool. Um, so they gave me the cup, and then the way it works is it takes about a half hour, and when the half hour mark hits, you, you start to feel the need to throw up, and yeah. you need to throw it up. If you don't throw it up, you won't have the experience and have the trip. So one by one, you just start to hear everyone really get up. Why yeah, that, how does that I even... don't know why. It's just like it's what like activates the the chemicals. I, I don't know, but <laughs> I start to feel it right. And the I, act of throwing up, it's like I, your your throat like pushes up against your pineal gland, yeah, which yeah, like sure. forces the release yeah, yeah. of like this chemical and like so, you start like seeing things. By like, the way, uh, they've like there's been studies done <coughs> of like brain scans before and after ayahuasca, and it literally you can tell it increases the number of neural pathways. Uh, it, it actually like heals your brain. Like there's been scientific studies on it. It's, it's bro. When you came back from that trip, I was like, damn, this guy has some neural pathways. Yeah, exactly. This guy, this My neural pathways have, have the number increased. of neural pathways in have your definitely brain increased. Has yeah. Certainly increased. I definitely was smarter. Um, but also then I, I go over to this like it's not even a bathroom. A bathroom does not do it justice. It's an outhouse with like a hole in the ground, and designated. Piss area. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> like, there's no, again, no run. There was a bucket of water in that. Designated piss section of the floor. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I try and throw up, and I couldn't throw up. Uh, so, it started coming out the other end. Um, and then it started coming out both ends. And I was just, I was feeling horrible. Just getting, and just getting at, DP. At this point, I'm hearing, like, voices. And the voices are telling me to, like, get these demons out of my body. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just getting, we're getting the demons out. So, I'm just like... Yeah, leaking, not feeling good. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like kind of done for now. So I wobbled over to this stump and I sat down. And I'm by myself at this point. I don't know where anyone else is. It's pitch black because there's no light there. And I'm I'm sitting down uh, like on my butt on the stump with my arms over my knees, okay? And I'm like really not feeling good. And I had a horrible thought. And the thought was, holy shit. You're going to have an allergic reaction and you're going to die out here and no one is going to come to save you because you're on your own right now. And that's a really bad thought to have when you're about to start tripping because the whole thing about tripping is you, you want to be in a clear headspace, clear headspace. But you also you want to you have to give up control. Right. So I am thinking I can't give up control because if I give up control, I'm going to have an allergic reaction, have a seizure and die. So I'm like holding on to that. I'm like, if I stay in this position, that's my control over this and then I'm not dying. But my body and these voices are telling me, like, just just lie back. Like, just just give in. Like, just lie back and just, like, submit. And I'm fighting it. So for about 30 minutes, I'm just, like, in a horrible headspace just fighting this. And finally, I'm just, like, honestly, 
I know I have to submit to make this better. So if I die, I die. Let's go. And I took off all my clothes and I laid naked in the mud in the Amazon. And when I did that, I it's really hard to explain. I floated and like looked down at my body and then just floated into the universe and the stars and the space. And it just, yeah, it was a true out of body experience. Right before that, though, I was able to pull out my AirPod from like my pants that were on the ground somewhere. And I put in one ear to Tame Impala Currents, which is just the greatest album of all time to trip to. So in one ear, I have Tame Impala playing. And in the other ear, I have the Amazon rainforest of like birds and trees and like, like raindrops. Like it was <laughs> absolutely ri- ridiculous. So for two hours, I'm just like, I'm learning a lot. I'm like, yeah. What'd you learn? So, you just you just really like learn things, man. Well, no, so you I just really like look, you know. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. There's a couple of things. I had a lot of questions going into it where I was like, I had a big career change. I had a big bunch of life lessons I had to unlearn and and conclusions I thought I made about life that I had I guess changed my opinions on. And I wanted to do this to confirm a lot of those, and and I did. I was able to confirm a lot of those answers, which were great. Um, and then at that point, I'm I'm having this like really understanding time and perspective and like I, I don't want to say I spoke to God but like I, there was a woman like so you get guided by what's called the mother right so your, your neural pathways connected <laughs> to the mother so the mother is the metaphor I watch is the mother and then there's mescaline which is a different plant and that's the father um, so they really in touch with your feminine energy or whatever so at this point my boy Edwin comes outside and I'm like dude Edwin I forgot you existed for the last two hours like what's good and he comes and he throws a hug on me and he lays down next to me and we're holding hands and I give him the other AirPod. So, so now you start rubbing his, we're tripping again. Rubbing his back. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> kissing his, oh, just yeah, wait. Just wait. So we're, we're holding hands and I give him the other AirPod so we're now we're tripping on the same wavelength and I, I'm looking at him. And you I'm, really found yourself, We are eh? a beautiful yin and yang because he is fully clothed and I'm butt naked and we just, oh, it's a beautiful marriage right there. Yeah. And yeah, for about another hour we're just giggling like having just the best time ever and we're getting shushed by like the trip sitter his name ricardo because we didn't realize we were way too close to the hut like we were i thought we were much further away we get in hindsight we were like shit we probably should have moved a little further because like they wanted you to be on your own trip like you're supposed to have your own experience be in your own hammock stay in your own like anything but i immediately was like no like don't tell me what to do <laughs> like that stay in my hammock the hammock is my enemy i never want to go back to the hammock i stayed away from the hammock the entire time i was like hey, fuck the hammock and then me and Edward were having our trip and yeah I, I wanted to go to the water uh like to the to the river because i love getting on psychedelics as you know um just getting getting in the water and i i start stumbling over towards the water like nakedly and i get a pat on the shoulder and it's my boy ricardo and uh, he goes uh no rebear and I'm like, why? Who? What? Ricardo. He said, no river. Like, am I allowed to go to the river? Okay, yeah. And I was like, why not? And he had a flashlight. This is the only light we had there. And he pointed and he goes, Cayman. And he points. And there was just a huge ass alligator about 10 feet in front of me. And I was like, yeah, okay. Let's, you take me back to where we need to go. Yeah, yeah I'm going to listen to you. This dude saved my life on more than one occasion. Um, and then later I saw my spirit animal. It's the only time you've said no to gators. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from gators. But um, yeah, and then I saw my spirit animal, which was a jaguar, which was super cool. Um, he uh, he saw me. I saw him in the path, and he looked at me and he was like, "I'm gonna let you pass." And I was like, "Well, thanks, man." And he was like, "Yeah, don't tell anyone though." Like I was like, "All right, I'll hurt your like jaguar cred. Like don't yeah, worry, yeah. I won't." Um, and then at the end of the night, 
<laughs> and when uh, we were finally unwinding down, and like it was a really overwhelming experience, like my reality altering for a long time. So now we're like gaining our bearings back. I'm like, okay, that's the hut. Like we're here. Like everything's back to normal. And Edwin just looks at me and he goes, man, I got to fart. And I'm like, yeah, go fart. And he just shits his pants. <laughs> and that was just the most beautiful way to end our trip. And yeah, and then we just sat back in the hammock. And I checked the time. I thought it was about 7 in the morning. It was like midnight. I'm like, what? Only like three and a half hours passed overall. It felt like about a day, day and a half. And sat in the hammock. And I'll tell you, specifically you. You were on my mind because I knew that I was going to call you after once I got out of the Amazon. And what I was trying to do was come up with the first sentence of how I was going to explain to you what the hell I just experienced. Yeah. I spent about six hours trying to wrap my head around just the first sentence. Like, just trying to yeah. explain what really just happened to me. It was really, it was a lot. What was the sentence? I, I don't even remember what the first sentence ended up being, but it was just like having, like, getting the, the order of events together. Like, everything was really just. What did you see, like, visually? Oh, man. Like, I was in the universe like i was in the space so i saw every star and planet and aura and being and like it's just, oh, it's really hard to explain like it just but it's realer than real life yeah like it was what my eyes were seeing and there was a point where i was just like i'm i'm never coming back from this like in the moment i was like this is what life is like i was like i've broken through to now like I don't know if this is the beyond. I don't know if this is the afterlife. I don't know if this is whatever. And the whole thing is like with DMT is like DMT is the chemical that floods your brain right before you die, right? So it felt, and when you dream. So it felt like comforting. Like it felt like something familiar. And then at the same time, like it felt like that, that, that was it. Like I was like, this is, this is where, this is now my reality for the rest of, of eternity. And like you really just understand consciousness and uh, it, again, it's really hard to explain especially for someone that had to never done psychedelics at all would be to like trying to explain a rainbow to a blind person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's hard. That's crazy. But man. yeah, was, uh, was a, was a phenomenal experience and I would highly recommend it's a lot of courage. I'll tell you what the baby steps, man, like people, there was one dude who had never, he smoked weed once. That was the only drug he ever did. He never did any other drugs. He doesn't drink much. This dude from Basque, uh, like from Spain. Then he just decided to do ayahuasca. Like that was that was his second drug ever. Like, are, are you stupid? So halfway through the trip, he goes over to Edwin and he just looks at him and he goes, "I'm not having a good time." Oh no, <laughs> that's unfortunate. And Edwin's like, "I'm sorry, dude. Like, that's that you. I, that's bad vibes. We can't have bad vibes right now. We yeah. gotta we gotta stay good vibes. Gotta keep those vibes away." Yeah. The the one like thing that you always trying to avoid with that is like you can never admit. I want this to stop. Like that thought. Yeah. You can never can't say that out loud. Can't do that. You can't put that into existence because then you not being able to stop it <laughs> is not a good feeling. Yeah, man. Yeah, not good vibes. Oh. That's crazy. But yeah, I don't have any uh, one-ups to this or any <laughs> similar stories so to provide. I'll tell you, the last thing that was, thank God I did not do the week-long retreat because one ceremony was plenty. Like I'm good for five plus years. Like it's, Truly, this this week long is like six ceremonies in seven days. I, I don't know if I'd be the same person after six ceremonies in seven days. Yeah, probably not. No, would not be good. Probably not. Yeah, that's wild, man. We're at an hour and thirty three minutes. Jeez. Well, yeah. we have to cut out like fifteen at least from the beginning. Fifteen, eh? Ten at least. Yeah. 
Oh, when am I going to have time to edit this? It's going to be a while before listeners no, hear this. False. All right. This week. Well, be the change you want to see, the, see I can't in the world. Be the cha- you are the audio. No, guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're the guy. Get Marcel down. Only one of us is always grinding, so I mean. <laughs> Listen, bro. Dude. You're always grinding. Sorry, we're both always grinding, but you're the one that posts on your story. I stay off the story. I what? Like you're just the one that always posts on your story. Like I stay equally always grinding. I just don't share it because I'm like actually yeah, yeah, grinding. Grind I don't have the time enough. Grind, in the yeah, day yeah. You can't to stop and post. You can't the story. broadcast the exactly. fact that you're grinding. Exactly. I respect that. Exactly. But how are you gonna, how are you going to tell everybody that you're grinding? Like I'm out here networking on Grinder. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got a I got a response to one of my grinding posts. So my buddy my buddy's like. Uh, yeah, you know, one hundred emoji. You should uh, <laughs> fire. It's so funny. Like I post this stuff facetiously or like ironically, just because I think it's. I think, good, I think it's good funny. word. I think it's funny. And then I'll get replies from people that are like, "Yo, this is facts." Like, yeah, like <laughs> dead serious. Yo, fire emoji. You yeah. know, and I'm like, wow. Yo, I, you keep doing your thing, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stay on that paper chase or whatever. And uh, my one buddy who understands that it's a joke replies, bro, change this to your, is this your new display picture? (laughs) And he sends me a picture of a grinder, (laughs) like like the tool at Home Depot. Rest in peace to Mateo's DP. Yeah, my old DP. Four years. We're still doing it to him, though. It's all right. What's his name? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Luciano? Yeah. Lucky Luch? (laughs) Lucky Luch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mateo gets his DP. Yeah, oh, that's grinder. right. I, I got uh, so I he's saying change your display picture to the grinder. Change your display you, picture. You DP on grinder. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> change the DP. Okay, <laughs> gotta get that new DP in there. You know exactly. That's right. Should we call it? I think so. I think we should call it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to season two. We will have uh, we have a we do have a pretty cre- crazy season lined up. We've we put do. a lot of effort and a lot of planning into this. Uh, we have some pretty sick guests lined up, some pretty cool events. Yeah, um, he's, he's straight capping. We've put no effort and no energy <laughs> lined up into what we have planned. But we're going to figure it out like we listen, always do. Listen, if there's one thing you got to know about me. <laughs> <laughs> he pretends that he's always grinding, okay? And that he's always prepared. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, uh, no, we got a lot. Got a lot more stories to share. I, I yeah. definitely got a lot I gotta, more. I got to talk some more in the next episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you up there. For sure. Well, uh, stay lit. Stay golden.